We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the True Faith Weekly Podcast, sponsored by Phoenix Taxis and Coaches. To book online, please visit www.phoenixtaxis.net. Hello, this is Alex from True Faith Weekly Podcast. If you're tuning in for the first time this week, uh, it's a bit of a different podcast because we uh, spent the first seven to nine minutes of the show, which was first uploaded Monday night at about 11pm, discussing allegations made against Alan, Adam Johnson, Sunderland's first goal scorer, and his alleged um, celebration, which invoked the tragedy of M817. Sunderland Football Club have been in touch and assured us that Adam Johnson has told them uh, absolutely no reference to this disaster was mentioned. And from everyone at True Faith Weekly Podcast, I'm sure uh, Michael as well at, at True Faith, who's written about this on the on the website, all that was what asked for by um, us was a clarification from Adam Johnson. That clarification has been forthcoming, so thanks to Adam for that. And we'll now draw a line under the subject, and obviously no further allegations will be made. So thanks very much for tuning in. If you're listening to the show for a second time, then obviously you heard the first bit and you'll appreciate that the allegations that were made have now been withdrawn and we can get on to playing the rest of the podcast and listen, uh, you know, talking about the match. Um, to all the Sunderland fans who've listened in for the first time, thanks very much. It's a pleasure to have you. Right, the match. Ben, <laughs> enjoy yesterday. <laughs> oh, I'd crack it. Um, for 40... Four minutes, whatever it was, anyway. Forty-seven, um, mate. <laughs> Forty-seven. Um, I, I couldn't meet my eyesight's not what it used to be. I couldn't see the clock, but uh, it was just so comfortable. I mean, I think I, I, it was exactly how I, I pictured in my mind the game would go. Only I, I thought we would have scored in the first half, but it was just you were all sort of a bit more nervous. I think about it. Obviously, you, you've been uh, to all the games and you, you. Sort of getting used to being on the wrong end of it, but two, I've, I've two words, mate. That. Two words, Rob Elliott. <laughs> yeah, but I've, I've just been, I've obviously been spared that, and I, I just thought, even even regards to Rob Elliott, I thought he can't have that big an impact on the game because he's not going to be involved much. Um, and and literally, I don't think they tested him in the first half. I don't remember him making a save really. He's had five um, shots to save Ben against Norwich and Sunderland, and he's let them all in. 
How Sam Allardyce set that team up? What what was Sam Allardyce's plan? Right, lads, I want you to go out there. Don't put any pressure on your castle. Don't get into them. Don't get the crowd up. Don't have any shots. Don't pass to your own team. Like, and then get a disgraceful penalty. I like they, yeah. like the, the funny thing is, it's like obviously Sunderland fans have been prevalent on social media. We've had some Macam last try to. To rinse us on on social media, she's registered. You know that you know like a registered trademark. Just put that after her name. So jokes on her. Um, but like I don't understand. Well, I do understand how Sunderland fans can be optimistic about the future because they're all thinking, oh, you know, we're, we're shit in the first half and the second half. We're shit in the first half, but you know, onwards and upwards. That's that. That is what? it. That is some other dice. Many yeah. many a game as Newcastle manager. You came out the ground thinking, "How was it so easy for the opposition?" How? Yeah. I honestly, I honestly think uh, his plan was just set pieces. He thought it would be that easy on set pieces. Some of the set pieces were shite as well. Um, yeah, uh, it'd be that easy on set pieces. I think they only had one corner cut <laughs> um, to our ten. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, like some of them were just so poor. So no credit to them. Mickey, let's talk. No, Sorry, go on, Ben. Just just, just come out of that, like. They, he, I think they, they realised though that we were, were a small team um, that they knew like the only way we were going to score really was playing sort of through them ca- catching them on on a break I don't think we were quite um, there yet in terms of sort of breaking teams down when, they, they, when they're when they compact we, we haven't got anyone that can cross a ball we, we've seen it in countless games nobody can deliver a decent ball I don't know why but they, they kind of do it and obviously we weren't. I think you said it during the game. We weren't really getting anybody sort of past Mitrovic, and we were, it was only really Mitrovic there in the box. So that that was a bit disappointing. But I completely agree with you. Um, I 
agree with you. There's, there's no way, like, that, that wasn't a game of football on a dice was setting out for there. Yeah. It was literally hang on for 90 minutes and just yeah. go for the best. Miggy? Well, that's, that's exactly it. He summed it up perfectly. Sunderland, uh, Sunderland couldn't, like, they couldn't pass the ball, especially in the first half when we had 11 on. The amount of times they gave us the ball back immediately when they, when they got it was, was staggering. Um, they, they were lumping it forward, but they weren't even particularly lumping it forward to anyone. It was just getting kicks. It was, it was pathetic, frankly. And you go into the second half, they've got... Our captain's been sent off for a harsh pen, the one nil up, and this like they've scored two goals, but like massively against the runner player. They still didn't pass the ball at all. I I, I think they've got they've got to be seriously worried. I can't I can't see unless they make drastic drastic changes in in January. I can't see how they're going to stay up. They look appalling, really really bad. Um, my overall impression on the game is that we played really well. I thought we created a lot of chances. I think if we'd put one of them away in the first half, everything would have been different. Um, and even in the second half, admit Richard scored when he, when he just like passed it near post. He had the entire goal to aim for. If he'd scored then, it's ones each, and I think we'll probably hold on for it. Um, so things, I mean, everything that, that could have gone against us yesterday went against us, and I still feel like we were really unlucky. Not, not to just come out with 3-0, but I think we were unlucky not to get a point or even, even win it. Even even going down to ten men like that, so number that poor, then I think we we deserve something out of it still. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, like Ben alluded to, about thirty-five minutes in, I turned inside to Ben. This is class and this is piss easy, but we're not doing enough here. They're so bad. We're we're, we're playing a little bit with the um, with the shackles on. We're a little bit too rigid in the formation. I know we're playing with four midfields. Perez wasn't getting beyond Mitrovic, so the ball was going up to Mitrovic, who was doing a fantastic job of holding up while being incessantly fouled by some shite League One centre backs. Um, and but it was it was going back to the midfield, who were you know the Sunderland. I wouldn't even say Sunderland's midfield were chasing shadows; they were just kind of standing there, looking a bit thick. Um, and it, it was all too easy, and we should have. Only a bit. Sorry. Only a bit. It was just too easy for. For Newcastle, but we should have, you know, better teams in Newcastle would 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 have scored four against that Sunderland team in the first half. They were so poor, um, and I just, I just think we shot ourselves in the foot a little bit by not thinking right when you're them to so get yourselves in the box lads because, like Ben said, we're crossing the ball in, and I disagree with them. There was a few decent balls in the box that first half. Mitrovic got on the end of one and did very well with the header, uh, t- twice actually, two really uh, yeah, good headers, um, and you just kind of felt that it was a bit too easy for Sunderland centre backs who wash it. Uh, they didn't have to run towards their own goal enough, and that's you know you look at the teams who've absolutely mullered Sunderland, and there's been a few over the past couple of years with that Sunderland have pretty much the same team. It's been the likes of Pala, Palace, uh, even Vile turned up with Agbon Ag- the in the bits, you know, fast players which we have in Paris, but making the defenders run back towards their own goal, and in the in John O'Shea's case, often running into other Sunderland defenders where we didn't really put them under that kind of pressure. Um, so it, that was disappointing. I mean. We may, we may as well. Oh, sorry. One last thing. I, I agree with you, but I, I, I don't think anyone, anyone who started that game, let let us down. Uh, no one didn't put a hundred percent in. Um, we'll come on to the ref. I thought Teote's booking was a scandal, um, and and negated him totally. And if you even look at Sunderland's first goal, 
which will come on to. I'm sure, I think Teote would have just put a tackle in to Defoe, but he couldn't because he'd been booked disgracefully by the, the referee who should never referee again at this kind of level. I think that's pretty clear. Um, but yeah, I just think we've done this podcast a few times and uh, essentially we've always been disgusted with the management of the players. Can't fault either of them. Uh, sometimes shit happens to, to good people, good teams. Um, this is one of those occasions. And, you know, but I mean, Mickey, I'll start with you before coming to Ben. The penalty? Thoughts? It's, it's very, very questionable at best whether it was a pen. It's just a, it's just gone shoulder to shoulder and Fletcher's bought it, really. Yeah. Um, you can you can sort of almost understand why he's given it in the heat of the moment. Not really, but almost. But to send him off as well is just... It's just scandalous. It's completely ruined the game. It was it was never a red card offence. Elliot basically had the ball in his hands by the time Colocini made the challenge anyway. Um, and it, it just it's not foul. It's not foul. Referee has got it completely completely fucking wrong. It's not foul. Right. Uh, yeah, I com- I completely agree. I was just saying to you before this. Um, at the time, I, I, I just I was in complete shock because I, I just thought um, it was Elliot. Elliot had it in his hands. Um, I, I did say it, yeah, just before it happened. Like Elliot stopped, and I thought, what is he doing? <laughs> like it comes back to you. You always say he's got roots in his legs. He actually did that time. He just stopped and for whatever reason. I do not know. I think if he doesn't stop, he gets the ball two yards sort of earlier, and, and there's just the, the situation doesn't happen. Um, I was thinking, obviously at the time, sort of since it, maybe it was a bit naive from Colicini, um, but I haven't just seen it back before at full pace as well. It's, people are saying he went in a bit heavy. He, he doesn't at all. It, it's the most sort of <laughs> just nonchalant little nudge. It just it's barely even a shoulder barge, and it's not like he's flying over there and knocks it off his feet. The guy goes flying off his feet, but it's basically just a dive. He knows what he's doing. Um, but it was just a, 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 a sort of gentle note that you see all the time in football. You see those decisions from defenders ten times a game. I mean, there was a game there a couple of weeks ago, the Arsenal Chelsea game, where Gabriel was literally three yards off the ball, doing just shouldering Pazard out, uh, out of the pitch. And yeah. Nothing got given, and no one really was like, "Oh, that's a definite penalty." Just no, nothing. It was just like, mm, "Yeah, maybe all right, defending rather." But it was just. And, and there was no way Fletcher was getting anywhere near the ball either. I just think it was an awful decision to give the, the, the wretched bottles. I don't know what he's thinking, but he's, he's just bottled it. The pressure's got to him. He's obviously—I've never seen him ref, ref any big games really. I don't know how he's how he's got. He's, he's been given this game. Um, you would think the derbies, the, the, all the derbies around the league, you want to give it to your most sort of senior um, and experienced sort of refs, but. This guy's a rookie that's come in and just completely bottled it, um, and it's just mental. But yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't even think it was a, a foul, uh, let alone a, a red card. I mean, the red's just absolutely mental. And that, I think, even if it had just been a pen, it might have been a red. Obviously, it'd be a fury still, but I still think we, we could have controlled the game and we probably still would have been in a good position with eleven men. But the the, the ten men absolutely killed her. Oh, I mean. It was a strange one because that Derby performance was better than Alan Pardew. Anything Alan Pardew put out was in cast manager. Even the ones he, he the one he won, um, it was still played far better and were vastly superior uh, to to him. So 
It's a it's a real tough one. Um, it, it wasn't a pen, you know. I can see why the refs give a pen, but it wasn't. That's the thing. I, I, kinda, I, I could see. I could see if he, he came flying in and it was completely uncontrolled in it. It was just basically he was pushing off the ball. But it, it's not it, at normal speed. It doesn't look that bad. It just looks but, like it's coming out, and, he, and he's going for the ball. Like he's going to oh, hello, the ball. Ben. Come on. We were at that match standing up when when that challenge went in. The first thing I thought was shit. Like so. It's not like a, one of those decisions where it's like you know when uh, Kevin Nolan got fouled at Everton in 2010, yeah. where he just it by Mariner, not by he didn't do the foul, but um, <laughs> when he didn't give the pen, it was just one of those where it was just like for fuck's sake, it wasn't a pen. The the funny thing is, Sunderland fans have probably got to put up with another three years of Stephen Fletcher being shit for them now, um, get himself another Lamborghini out of them. But uh, <laughs> it like I can understand why the refs give it because he's such a bad ref. So it's like, you know, I'll come on to the red card in a sec, but if you look at Teotihuacan, Isbukin, he was a little bit late on one of them, but the way they ref, ref the game in total, he, he obviously didn't boot Catamore for being a little uh, prick across the game. I mean, what Catamore gives to any football team is beyond me. Hilariously, the, the, like I think Sunderland fans' two favourite players are Catamore and Johnson. Christ. Like, growing up, imagine being a kid, like who are your heroes growing up? Catamon and Johnson uh, brutal but uh, you know the, re- the referee was so bad at refing and managing the game um, it, I can understand why I gave the pen because it was the easy decision to make and across the game the ref gave the easy decisions he did the easy thing so Toyota was a little bit late and he didn't get booked and he went up for a header with Fletcher and for some got, got a, a foul given against him and it was almost like well I didn't boot you for the last one so I'll boot you for this one that's not a rule in football like you, you don't get right. Well, the last one was a seventy percent pukin, so here's your thirty percent to make it up for a pukin. It, it just doesn't make any sense that what he did there in the rest of the game. I mean, the start of it, um, Fletcher elbowed Perez in the back of the head and totally cleaned them out. No pukin. Uh, the red card was just a farce. You know, it was just it wasn't. You know, obviously the rule in football isn't last man. It's you prevent the goal scoring opportunity. Fletcher was running away from the goal. He was nowhere near the ball. Like it's just it's just a it's just a piss take, you know, like you know, Sunderland fans are cut a hoop and understandably so talking about six in a row, I mean, yeah, it's fucking shite, but you know, at least we didn't go twenty eight years without winning a home game against our biggest rivals. Twenty eight years or something against six six in a row. But um, you know, I just fucking say onwards next week. I think McLaren did alright. I think the players did well. I know I've seen Tovan got a lot, get a lot of abuse about the third goal. I thought he pr- he played pretty well when he came on. No, um, he didn't. He didn't. Do you not? I thought he, he took them on a few times and, and beat a few players. Uh, nah, <laughs> but um, Mickey, can you take anything positive out of this at all? Yeah, well, you definitely can. Yeah, we we played really well. It's arguably the best we've played all season. Yeah. Um, certainly, I mean, it, we're playing against Sunderland, so it's 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 easier, obviously. But yeah, like moving the ball around and and creating chances, I thought was the best we've been on. Oh yeah. Um, individually, I thought I thought Perez was was good. I thought Sosoba was excellent. As much <laughs> stick as I've given him, I thought he was excellent. Yama played well. I thought Colicini and Mbemba passed the ball well. The callback was decent. It's. I think we've got a lot of positives. Stay up. Way way more positives than negatives. The yeah. only negative is, is the, the score. Because well, the performance was good. And you think one of Sunderland fans got positive take up? You know, to take take out of it. You know, we've beat. Beat Newcastle, great. 
Anything else, lads? We're not bottom of the league. Yeah, champion. Anything else? Well, you know, in reality, they're still really, 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 really shit. Um, but you know, I'm not much... worried, haven't they? I've not actually spoken to any Sunderland fans yet, but surely they they saw the same as us yesterday. They were were very poor. And it's it's quite nice when you see players like Pantillamon, who's been hiding them in all season. He had a really good game, so that you can't <laughs> you can't drop him now. <laughs> and Sunderland fans, no, no, like in the next five games, Pantillamon will cost them a game of football. Just like Robelli at Wilderwurst, for us, to be fair. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't really think there's anything else to be said. I think the Stoke game's massive. Um, Stoke had a... Had a it's huge, Alan. It's huge. We need, we need a win. It's a must win. Stoke had a shocking result against Watford. Um, if we, if we keep, sorry to interrupt, if we sorry. keep being unlucky now and we'll, we'll miss out on points in the next couple of games, we'll start to get, start to get really cut adrift. Well, the Bournemouth one's a big one, isn't it? We're playing two teams in the bottom five... Stoke and Bournemouth next two games. Bournemouth look like a train crash at the moment. Really, really unlucky with that 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 their record signing and their best player both out for the season. Yeah, um, the three, the three best players. The three best players. All, all got the same injury that they're out for like nine months. All three of them, absolutely brutal. Like talk about bad luck. But I just think as well. I mean, you you look at the, the money like the, the, the money they have spent. As I say, they've all got injured. So they're basically playing with the budget like championship squad that they had that basically completely overachieved um, so you, you, like, you, you, obviously they've, they've been on the back of a couple of hammerings recently as you say Dodsley it's a massive game um, but I, I, it's, it's just you just as you say I don't have any trust in in Rob Elliott it's to the point where I think I'd probably rather see Woodman get a shot I know he's like 17 year old that's completely unproven but at least there's that sort of like potential that he might he might be all right. I can't. Like, <laughs> you just know with Elliot. You just know with Elliot. He's, he's terrible. So it doesn't matter even if he has like an average game. He's just shocking. <laughs> yep. Uh, and I'm I'm looking forward to the Stoke game. I really am. I hope the players. I mean, Colachini's got a got his card to appeal tomorrow. They probably won't get overturned because of a bunch of arseholes at the FA. Um, <laughs> But you know, I'm looking forward to Stoke, and I think we'll. I'm, I'm with you, last for this one. I'm season ticket seat, and I think we'll beat them. I think we'll beat them quite comfortably, and, uh, and kind of onwards from there, we should do all right this season. Far more, you know, compared to how I was feeling before the Norwich game and after the City game, I'm far more, um, you know, far more positive about things moving forward. I, I think it's again, it was another good 45 minutes, but we'll keep putting together sort of 45 minutes. Then we did it against Chelsea, Man City. Norwich and now we're doing it in Finland it's just about getting it the full 90 minutes but as you say there's positives to take there and I think we're a bit unlucky really in Finland I think against other teams with a bit more luck as you say I think we'll we'll, we'll, we'll beat teams comfortably yeah like on a different day um, I disagree with you Ben actually I think, I think we'll play well in the second 45 minutes yeah same particularly in like having 10 men on a different day we would have been 3-0 up at half time with Coaston just, yeah. We're just very, very unlucky the way that that game went. Yeah, looking forward to March as well for the return leg. Um, lads, we may as well finish off with, with Doggers game. We're not going to talk about the Premier League this week because who gives a fuck, really? Um, <laughs> Mike's not here, so we'll not humour him <laughs> by talking Premier League. Um, I was going to say it was a dire, like the rest of the football on Sunday was shot room anyway. Yeah. I mean, we could talk about Klopp, but what's that talk about? Liverpool are still a, deep, deep, a deeply average team. 
but they just run about a bit more. Um, lads, dog is much loved, world famous game coming up. Who am I? On this game, you cannot guess before the first two clues because there's been too much guessing in recent weeks and you only get one clue, one guess per round of clues past the first two. So here goes, lads. Shout it out if you know the answer. I was born on the 21st of May, 1975. My sole um, honour, kind of the only thing I won in my career, was the 2001 Confederations Cup. So think about who he played for in the Confed Cup. I started my career at Montpellier as a left winger who didn't score many goals, scoring just one goal in the 96-97 season uh, in the French top division, drawing criticism from my manager and teammates despite starting every league game. In the last four years of my career, I only made 40 appearances which is a shame because he's a good player besides Newcastle United I managed to play in Spain Portugal France Greece and Canada Laura. Ben Laura Robert is correct well done so about 40 yeah not that old is he <laughs> <laughs> he rapidly went downhill after he left Newcastle but Newcastle United what's the Confederations Cup What's the Confederations Cup? It's the one where um, the winners of like the World Cup, the yeah, it's that gag one. That's oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Have it all over the shop where it's like New Zealand played Brazil. Yeah, Japan are in there. Like Japan and someone else. There's like two. It's two groups of four, and it's like the European champions, the World Cup champions, the Gold Cup champions, and some other gag ones. Yeah, South America in that. Um, well, well done, Laurent. <laughs> Part of the squad didn't make the World Cup squad, unfortunately. <laughs> so a bit pointless. I, I, I bet he appreciated that that uh, Confed Cup though more though. Yeah, bit of a shame that a player he's like if you look at some of the average average players to have won stuff throughout the career. Robert's finished went out, but you know the reason we really love him is um, 129 appearances for Newcastle in the Premier League, 22 goals, 35 goals in total. Not bad, is it? And like. 20 of them were absolute screamers <laughs> and all of the <laughs> numerous assists that he he pulled out of the bag Friday yeah, had the most assists in the league didn't they yeah they were. yeah it is Friday it is the True Faith weekly podcast radio show quiz <laughs> with a catchy title <laughs> so <laughs> we've never done that before have well it's it's it's, it's much loved man, by, by the listenership so we're doing another live Newcastle quiz on Friday, live at seven, uh, someone's got to beat NUFC underscore nineteen eighty uh, underscore nineteen ninety four, who is the quiz champion. Hope you can join us. You can play live on Twitter, um, and we'll you know we'll, we'll always say we're going to pull up a, a prize for the winner, but we'll probably not. I just realised. I, I just realised as well. I think I saw someone giving us some feedback on it the other day. I think Lord Spiceman said he couldn't do it as well, so I'm going to be bottom on my own this week. <laughs> this week. I might have to pull out. Should we finish the show? Should we finish the show, lads, by just talking about some of the weird things that happen on Derby Day in Sunderland? Just weird things. Like I'll start off like blokes getting their arse out. Like what? <laughs> does, does that? <laughs> does that happen at other derbies? Does it? Wait, wait. Was that the guy that was sat on the back of a car or something? Was no, no. There was just loads, and we're getting the bus out of Sunderland. 
there was just loads of grown men pulling their pants down around children. Um, and it was just really weird. It was like, the first time it happened, I was like, well, that's a bit weird. The second time it happened, I was like, fucking hell, are they related? And then the third and fourth time, I was like, is this a, is this a Sunderland thing, getting your ass out? Is it? I don't understand. I mean, Mickey, the one time you get your ass and, oh, out in Sunderland in the bloody British shopping centre, you got arrested. <laughs> Whereas these lads are getting rounds of applause. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anything else, lads, that that you found from yesterday, which I, which you just found bizarre from the Sunderland fans? We um, it's not really bizarre. But on the on the metro on the way back, uh, the trains obviously packed with two fans, and the train stopped. The metro stopped in the next two stations. There was Matthews on the platform. And the second one. It's like fair play to him. There's Mackham started goading our fans, like putting his fingers up for three nil and six in a row and stuff like that. And the, the train, the people in, like around me on the train were going absolutely ballistic and end up fucking putting the window through, <laughs> like pushing the window through. Betty, um, I bet he shit himself. Well, that happened. <laughs> yeah, he must have like he must have absolutely shit himself at the time. I was just so angry. I was just like, oh man, we're gonna have to wait for ages now. Yeah, God, that was. Did you hear that, Mickey? It was just like when a dinosaur came. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, did, I, did, I didn't really know what to make of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything from you, Ben, about what was weird in, in, in Sunderland? Just that dinosaur that was on that metro. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it there. Thanks so much for listening. Obviously, a bit of a shorter show this week because, you know, football shite. But we'll beat Stoke next week. True Faith Quiz on... Friday, and uh, just leaves me to say, why is it? Why isn't Sai here, lads? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I thought he was going to be coming on. He's just not replied. Yeah, <laughs> typical bloody Simon Campbell. Um, I'll, I'll tell you why. There we go again. Full names. His Magum mistress has probably told him he can't come on. Oh, I forgot. He's got a he's got a Magum mistress and a Magum family. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs>